Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I'm Reese. And I am David. And he is my dad. And we're going to go ahead and jump in with the question of the day. So, Padre. Yes. Name one of your favorite pieces of clothing that you wear all the time. I think everybody's got one, right? They do. We've all got that thing that's like, I shouldn't wear it as much as I do. Yeah. But I'm not going to stop. Yeah, for me, I've got got a couple of t-shirts from this company that is no longer making them, which is very sad to me. Uh, they were a certain kind of t-shirt called ribbed tea and they were kind of pricey for t-shirts and I absolutely love them. And all of a sudden one day they're like, Hey, we're shutting down. And I have not found a t-shirt I like as much yet. Now I haven't gone out and bought a ton, but like two of them have holes in them. They're little holes. Yeah. And I keep telling myself, nobody notices them and I'll still wear them sometimes. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, well, you know, that's just a little hole. And, and one of them is kind of down low. And so I think, okay, no one will see that. But I'm lying to myself. Yeah. I just want to wear them. So I'm trying to get to the point now I only wear them around the house. Except I've got two that have holes and two that don't. So those I wear a lot. Because it's just my favorite t-shirt. Yeah. No, that's good. I, uh, for me, I'm going to be real. Most of my wardrobe is like this. Pretty much every article of clothing, I've got specific ones that I really like. Yeah. Um, Shoes, I wear typically the same pair of shoes every day (laughs) until they die. Yeah. Um, Part of it's because it's such a pain in the butt to buy shoes for me. Mm -hmm. Part of it's that shoes are so expensive, I'm not going to own like eight pairs because it's like a $1,000 now. Yeah. Um, So that's one thing. I definitely do that. Uh, I do, I mean... I do it with shorts. I have mm-hmm. certain pairs of shorts that are kind of like business casual looking shorts or yeah. golf shorts. I have yeah. some golf shorts that I can wear to work. And I do literally every week. I know that probably three of my days are going to have that kind of shorts. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Um, yeah. Just but, say you're doing the, the Steve Jobs thing yeah. of wearing. So you don't have to think about clothes. You just wear the same ones all the time. I probably would. Honestly, I, would too. I wouldn't be that opposed to it. However, I am married. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she might have something to say. She would. And I'm thankful for it. You know, yeah. she she makes sure I don't look like a hobo. Like yeah. you, you're at the point where you have this good fashion sense. You defined what you like in clothing. I just, I just don't give a rip. Yeah. So it's good to have somebody that's like, hey, you look homeless. You should wear jeans now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. No, it does. It does help. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. So if, if you know Emily personally, let her know. Let her know. That I'm grateful for her. Yes. And <laughs> making me not look homeless. Okay. So we've been discussing the, really how to deal with pain. Yeah. Um, we've been discussing uh, pain in general last session. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the fact that we shouldn't run away from it. The fact that we shouldn't worship it. But the fact it's a reality and yeah. it's not a glitch in the system. It's part of the system. It is part of it. So today we're kind of getting more into the nuts and bolts of it. The the idea of how to deal with pain 
when it comes into your life, mm-hmm. when it happens, not if, yeah, but when. So what do you, what are some tips from you when it comes to dealing with pain in life? Yeah, I think last episode, we talked a lot about the fact that everybody has pain. Um, so I think the first thing you want to do is be honest about what your pain is. Mm. Because a lot of people have pain, and they kind of live in denial of it. You know, I talked last episode about men, you know, kind of say, Oh, it didn't affect me. Well, mm. things do affect us. So what you want to do is kind of say what your pain is. It may be disappointment. Yeah, it may be just plain out hurt. It may be where you had expectations and they failed. It could be that you tried something and it failed. Yeah. There could be abuse. I mean, there, there's all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we, we want to do is recognize what it is to deal with it. Because sometimes you may have pain in one area. Yeah. And you think, well, this is my area of pain. But if you really think about it and focus on it and kind of try to deal with it, you might discover Mm-hmm. that that pain comes from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people who end up having marriage problems say, well, it's this or that. They, It's your fault. It's my fault. You know, whatever. But a lot of times, if they really went deep into their life, they might see how they were raised mm-hmm. has an influence. Mm-hmm. Maybe their family dynamic wasn't healthy, but right. they think it is because it's all they know. Right. So when they get married to someone who came from a different family dynamic, yeah, you know, they, well, it's your fault. You need to change. Yeah. But they never deal with their unhealthy family dynamic. And so it's just, it's little things. It could be something small. It could be something big. But what you want to do is just be honest about it. Mm-hmm. What is my pain? What's causing this? And sometimes you have something going on and you don't know what it is. I say be willing to lean into it yep. and try to discover why. Yes. You know, if if every time, you know, I'm with my friends, I get mad at so and so, why? Yeah. Or if you're married and every time he brings this up, I freak out and scream at him. Yeah. Why? You know, we need to look at that because a lot of times when we dig down, we find okay, there's a little bit more going on here. And, and we can actually finally deal with it. Yeah, I think you're, I mean, that's, that's gold right there. Uh, a lot of people don't know how to deal with their pain because they're not willing to actually look at it and discover what it is. Yeah, yeah, um, it's true. There's a great resource. I just looked it up and uh, I'll show it to you, Dad, just so you can take a look at it. But for those in the audience, I think we'll post it on our Instagram page. Uh, it's something really cool. It's called The Wheel of Emotions. And so what it is, is it's three layers of a wheel on the inside are general feelings. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that is feelings that are a little bit more specific. And then outside of that are feelings that are very specific. Yeah. So for example, like if you are telling yourself like, man, I'm feeling sad, Mm -hmm. right? I'm like, I don't know why I'm just feeling sad. Well, they have some different options. Like there's lonely or vulnerable, despair, guilt, hurt. And let's say, ah, I mean, I feel lonely. Lonely sounds right to me. Well, you can only do that by looking at it. Yeah. You've discovered yeah. you feel lonely. Mm-hmm. And then there's the third wheel, which two ways to feel lonely are isolated yeah. or abandoned. Mm. So then you're like, okay, which one of those is it? Yeah. Uh, I feel isolated. And then you can discover 
oh, I feel isolated because I haven't hung out with anyone in five days. Yeah. Or I feel isolated because I've never told anybody that I'm dealing with these feelings. Mm-hmm. So I feel everyone loving me is fake. Yeah. You can yeah. only reach that point of clarity if you're willing to be honest and really look at that stuff. Yeah. Directly. No, that's a that's a good way to put it. And I love I love the wheel of emotion. Um, and yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes on that. Because I think it's an easy way for people to begin that process. Yeah, we're not saying everything is going to get fixed from that. But you can't deal with something if you don't recognize it. A good illustration would be when you go to the doctor, Mm -hmm. their number one priority, the moment you walk in the door, besides getting your information to get money, yeah. Yeah. yeah, your insurance is number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, the, the number one thing besides that yeah. is their goal is to diagnose, mm-hmm. which is just looking at your symptoms and discovering what the problem is because they need to know the problem before the solution can even occur. Yeah. And so in the same way, when you're looking at your own pain in your yeah. own life, yeah. what you're kind of doing is like a doctor getting a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what am what, are, what is actually painful to me? Yeah. What is actually frustrating? Why do I feel lonely or whatever? Then when you look at it, that's the that's the first and probably the hardest step mm-hmm. to getting clarity. Yeah. And if you look at what they do, they, they check, do you have a fever? Yep. How's your blood pressure? Mm-hmm. You know, they check some of the basics mm-hmm. because those are like automatic. Okay, you have a fever. Okay, mm-hmm. something's up. Yeah, you're fighting something. Then they go to something else. Then they go to something else. And they, they try to find the answer that way. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. Now, we talked about it a little bit last week. But we have this tendency mm-hmm. to try and escape our pain. Yeah. To run away from it. Can you maybe give us a good illustration of why that's not a good thing to do? Because the gut instinct is to say, this hurts. I want it to not anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And, you know, I think that's something when you're dealing with pain, understand that it's painful. (laughs) You know, a lot of people, they, well, I I deal with my pain, but I don't want to. Well, of course you don't. Yeah. Nobody likes pain. Mm -hmm. And the few who do, you know, need some help. But nobody nobody really likes pain. Yeah. Um, So I think the way to look at pain is like when you're a kid, and your parents take you to the doctor and you're at that age where you're getting all of your shots. Nobody likes getting shots. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I don't like getting shots. I don't cry like I did as a child, mm-hmm. but I want to on the inside. It's true. You know, uh, like when I'm at the dentist and I see his hand behind his back when he's about to work on my teeth, I know mm-hmm. there's a needle because he still does it. Dentists still do it. Even if you're an adult, mm-hmm. they don't let you see the needle, mm-hmm. which is smart. Um, because needles hurt. Yeah. Nobody likes getting a shot, but a doctor, especially if they're giving you an antibiotic, if they're giving you something so you don't get mumps or measles, you know, they're doing a good thing for you. But at the moment, it hurts. Yeah. And so as a child, you don't understand that. And I think what we have to do as adults is understand that not all pain is bad Mm -hmm. and to not run away from it. Understand it's going to hurt. Or we wouldn't call it pain. But that doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's true. A good illustration I heard from the book Boundaries is there's a difference between hurt and harm. Mm-hmm. Hurt yeah. is 
it hurts up front, but it's for your long-term good. That's good. Harm is easy in the moment, but it hurts long-term. Yeah. They use the illustration of going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. That hurts. Yeah. But it helps your teeth be good long-term. Yeah, long-term. Versus harm is never brushing your teeth and eating candy all the time. Yeah. Feels great in the moment, yep. but long-term hurts. Long-term is going to be bad. We have to face our pain. We do. We need to We need to come in and, and say, okay, this is something I have... It hurts because because in our culture today, we Mm kind of want to blame, you know, we say, well, it's my mom's fault. It's my dad's fault. And and other people may have hurt you, but you still have that responsibility Mm -hmm. to say, what am I doing with it? Yep. You know, I'm not I'm not taking down or diminishing the fact that you may have been hurt. You may have been abused. You may have been treated wrong. Mm -hmm. And, And I would agree with you on that. But that doesn't mean you have the right to carry that as an excuse to hurt other people. Yeah. And that's usually what happens. Well, it'll end up controlling your future. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. the problem is like, I remember hearing an incredible story of a, uh, of a lady who her car broke down and ended up having to suffer some serious sexual abuse. Yeah. And they ended up to the point to where she had to go to the hospital because of it. Mm -hmm. And she wakes up and the guy's ready to, try and he's a counselor and he's going to try and guide her on the journey to forgiveness. And yeah. she said, well, those guys already took one night from me. I don't want them to get any more. Mm-hmm. She was ready to forgive, not for the sake of validating what they did, but for the sake of saying, I don't want past wounds, past pain to control yeah. my future. Yeah. And in the same way, if we don't face our pain, mm-hmm. if we aren't willing to do that, yeah. Even if it was something like that in that scenario I just said, oh, yeah. 100% the guy's fault. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. However, like you said, she had to t- choose to forgive. Mm-hmm. She had to choose to walk forward and, and walk the journey of healing, yeah. which takes facing the pain in that present moment. Well, especially if somebody did something to you that wasn't right, it's almost like they handed you a 50 pound weight. Mm. It's not your fault they gave it to you, but you're holding it right now. Mm. So what are you going to do with that? Mm. You can carry it around. Mm-hmm. It'll throw your walk off and eventually hurt you. Mm. Or you can say, you know, I'm, I don't need this. Yeah. Now, the key on that is a lot of times when we've got that pain, we need to find help yes. to overcome it. Very it's true. not just something you make a decision. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you really need, especially if you've had traumatic pain, mm-hmm. you know, if you were a child who was sexually abused or, or even whatever, you need someone to help you walk through that pain. The internet is not going to provide that. YouTube is not going to provide that. You need someone one-on-one or in a small group setting that you can go to, it may be a therapist, it may be, you know, Christian counselor, somebody to help you deal with that pain and kind of walk through that process. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to fight it alone. No, um, you can't. Yeah. No, uh, overcoming pain by yourself is very hard. Well, to put it in biblical terms, before the fall even happened and pain even came to the picture, mm-hmm. there was one thing that, that God said was not good in his creation. Mm-hmm. And it's the fact that Adam was alone. Yep. Immediately, he created a partner for him. Yeah. And and some of that does have the romantic aspects to it. But there's this principle mm-hmm. that even if everything in your life was perfect, 
it's not good for you to be alone. Yeah. Now that you have pain, all the more so. Yeah. I mean, it says in Scripture to carry one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. To carry one another's burdens. And, and you need that for your life too. Yeah. I think that's why, like you said, a group setting or an individual, a mentor, a counselor, mm-hmm. depending on the level of severity of your pain. Yeah. You know, because like you said, childhood trauma, that kind of pain is needs much more professional assistance yeah. than like, you know, I got bullied by this person and it hurt my feelings and I'm still dealing with letting it go. Yeah. You know, that they're different. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like I was watching a show the other day, uh, an anime, to be honest. And <laughs> one of the characters asked a girl out. She shot him down. Yeah. And he had a friend of his and he's like, hey, bud, let's go get some ramen. Yeah. You know, and we all need that ramen buddy, that yeah. person who's willing to just say, man, that sucks. Let's go. Let's go eat something together. And what they what they're saying is, I will be with you through this. Yes. And that's something I think we need, because when you try to fight pain alone, you oftentimes get really into that overthinking, you get into your own head. Yeah. And you kind of uh, get so inwardly focused, that it's hard for you to really live life and experience it in a good way. You're right. It, it, there's a tendency for if you're alone, pain can seem to expand mentally. Yeah, it can yeah. seem to be all that you see. Mm-hmm. But having a friend, having a community helps you, though I guess the phrase would be zoom out. You get yeah, to zoom back yeah. out and have like a bigger perspective. Yeah, and it helps you it helps you from feeling like everybody is kind of against you because what happens you start seeing everything through your pain. So it's like putting on a pair of glasses that distorts everything. Mm-hmm. So someone could set, come up to you and, "Hey man, I haven't seen you in a while. How you doing?" Mm-hmm. But you're seeing that through your pain. So what you hear is, "I haven't seen you in a while. What's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. You see the difference? And yeah. I think that's what happens to us when we try to fight it by ourselves. Yeah. And there's a certain, I mean, it really, so much of it does go back to love mm-hmm. in, in our lives. But yeah. you cannot fake, you can't fake who you are and still receive someone's love. Yeah, that's because true. Because even if you do, like, let's say you play this part for a certain friend group that wants you to act this way and they all think you're the greatest, you know that they don't think you're the greatest. Mm-hmm. They think that the image you project is the greatest. Yeah. And so really you're robbing yourself of the support that you need. Yeah. And when we bring our pain to people, we say, Hey man, I'm just going to be a hundred percent here. I'm dealing with this. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not fun. It's just, it feels like this. I'm going through this. This happened to me. I'm feeling this. Yeah. And, and even if they don't have the answer, mm-hmm. just them being present with you in that moment and saying, dude, I'm sorry. Let's walk through this together. Let's go get ramen. Yeah. You know, that means it's such a big difference in and of itself. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things that one of the best things we can do to kind of break ourselves out of that cycle is to find a place to actually go help somebody else, to go serve somebody. That's so good. Because even if you're in pain, even if you're hurting, Mm -hmm. you can still take the time to go help somebody else. That's right. And the beauty of that is it kind of helps you kind of get outside of yourself. And maybe you'll find someone who maybe has it worse than you. Mm -hmm. Because in our minds, sometimes we think, oh, it hurts so much. And we we kind of over overblow it in our own mind. Yeah, not to be mean, but we'll get dramatic. We will. And then you go see someone else who has it a whole lot worse than you. And you're like, you know, I've still got to deal with this. Mm -hmm. But maybe it's not going to be as hard as I thought. 
Because yeah. here's this person who's dealing with this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. They've got it worse than me. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's where we want to make sure that we're finding a place to serve in our life, helping someone else. Because what it does, is it helps you kind of bring context to your pain. You understand that, yes, it still hurts. So I'm not denying the pain. Yes. But what you're doing is by helping someone else, you begin to see it from that outside perspective. And it can help you kind of go, you know, I can deal with this. And it's not so overblown. Yeah. We talked about this last week that our culture and really in human nature, we kind of assume that life should be pain free. Mm -hmm. Or like that's the goal if you do everything right. Yeah. And I think behind that is an assumption that the goal of life is for it to be as easy, luxurious, and enjoyable as possible. Yeah. That's the goal of life. It's true. When in reality, it is not. Yeah. It is not the goal of life. Mm-hmm. It never has been the goal of life, and it never will be. And it's no. a very shallow reason to exist. Yeah. It is something where you will be setting yourself up to be shattered because of how you feel as king. If if your circumstances are king, then when they change and pain enters into the picture. Yeah then it all falls apart. Yeah. Serving is a way of reminding yourself that your comfort, your ease, uh, your your life is not the center of it all. Exactly. That helps build stability. Mm-hmm. That helps you connect with the God-given purpose of life, yeah. which is to love him and love others. Yeah. And and when you come to that, then pain isn't going to wreck your life yeah. because it's not the purpose of your life. That's good. Right. So I just wanted to, I, I felt like I needed to say that. Yeah, no, that was a really good thing to say. Because it helps, like you said, it brings context to our pain. And it makes us realize we aren't the center of the universe. And that helps us because then I can deal with this pain. I'm not here so that my life can be easier and more fun. Yeah. That Now yeah. that's cool. When I get blessed with that, when mm-hmm. I get blessed with fun moments and easy times, yeah. awesome. Thank you, it's God. Great. Yeah. But when it's not there, I'm not saying, what's the point of life? Yeah. I think that's where the, um, I guess I'd say epidemic of mm-hmm. suicidal feelings and yeah. thoughts. Yeah, that's true. It stems from that mentality that if my life isn't easy and pain-free, if it's this painful, it's not worth living. Yeah. And that's just not true because you have eternal significance from God. Mm-hmm. You matter to him. He loves you. And he wants to love other people through you. Yeah, through you. He wants to use you. Yeah. We have to widen our perspective. And that's one of the best ways yeah. to, uh, to really deal with pain. I think so. All right, uh, let's go ahead and jump into the questions of the day. We'll we'll blow through these since we spent a little bit extra time talking. Uh, here's the first one. I had a lot of painful experiences when I was a teenager. Hadn't really thought about them and just tried to ignore them, but the last episode made me think I need to do something with them. Where do I start? Yeah, I, honestly, I think it, it begins with kind of what we dealt in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think, one, you look at what it is. And then maybe find some people to talk to about to get some help with it, Um, especially depending on what it was, painful experiences as a teenager, maybe a mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it was, you know, traumatic or real trauma, you know, you may need to go to someone, uh, a counselor or somebody like that. But I think first recognize, okay, this did happen Mm -hmm. to not run away from it. Yeah. And look at it as, okay, what, what do I need to do with this? If I am, if I discovered I'm carrying on a backpack full of weight, where do I get the help to take it off? Yeah. 
And I think that's where you start. I think starting there, I think the one that you recognize it, really, you already started. Mm -hmm. So so good for you already starting that recognizing the pain. Now I think you want to start dealing with it. um, Because that pain will eventually cause you to kind of not live the way you were designed. Yes, I think you're right. I don't really have much to add to that. Those <laughs> those are pretty much the the two biggest things you can do. Yeah. Face it and then get support. Uh, I guess the encouragement would just be like we said earlier, let people love you unconditionally. That's gonna yeah. be that's gonna that's how you walk that journey. Yeah, and understanding that dealing with pain doesn't it, it's not like turning a light switch. Mm. You know, it's it's almost like you're you're planting a new garden. Yeah, that's where the backpack illustration breaks down. Yeah, you can't yeah. just throw the backpack. Yeah, off. you can't just throw it off. So it's it's kind of you've got to, you know, like if you were doing a garden, you got to get the soil ready, you got to plant, you got to do the weeds, you got to do all that. And I think getting rid of pain is almost taking a piece of land and repurposing it. Hmm. You know, that's the land is there, but you've got to change it. You've got to do something different with it. Yeah. And that's what you do with pain. Because people think, well, if I forgive, I'll never forget. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a point of, you know, first you do need to forgive or it will hurt you. But then you can do something different with it. Like I know a lot of people who they take their pain and they use it yep. to help other people. Mm-hmm. And that what they've done is they've taken a barren piece of land and turned it into a beautiful garden. That's good. That took a lot of work. It takes a lot of processing. So I think that's something to, to remind yourself as you're going through it. Okay, I, this can be beautiful. You know, yeah. um, and, and that's what God does with people. Yep. He takes our mess ups or things that other people did to us and he turns it into something beautiful. That's very good. Dang, that's super good. Um, this is a great question that we got. What if the person who caused my pain doesn't care? Or ask for forgiveness. What do I do about that? I guess it's a good way of saying, how do I forgive? <laughs> how do I forgive? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. yeah, no, it really is. And this is where, honestly, forgiveness starts with what Jesus did for us. Mm. Because I think the reason we find it hard to forgive is we want people to pay. Mm-hmm. Especially people who did us wrong. Yeah. Like real wrong. Mm-hmm. We want them to pay, and we're afraid that if we forgive them, they're not going to pay. But what we have to remember is their payment was paid. Mm -hmm. When Jesus died, he took all the sins of humanity onto himself. So what that person did to you was paid for in Christ. Mm -hmm. So holding on to that means that what you do is God gives you the power to forgive not based on what they did, but based on what he did. Yeah. And what that does is that actually takes the power of what they did off of you. Right. So you can move on with your life. Yeah. You say, well, it was an uncle and he raped me over and over again. Well, that's horrible. And that's obviously horrible. And you need to have help, like we said earlier, dealing with that. But forgiveness is not based on him. Mm. it's not really even based on you. It's based on what Jesus did. And you appropriating that toward that action, even if it's the most horrendous action. In Christ, you can give them forgiveness. And by doing that, you're gaining freedom. You leave them up to God. But what you're doing is you're giving up the right to judge them yourself. And you're saying, Okay, God, I'm putting them in your hands. Yeah, 
I think sometimes what we don't realize is how we treat other people is ultimately going to be the way we treat ourselves. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. mentality that says you have to pay for what you did is the same mentality that says I deserve to suffer. Yeah. And so by freeing and forgiving, you're actually freeing yourself. Yeah. In a in a weird way. Yeah. Because you're allowing Jesus's forgiveness to cover what they did, but it also allows Jesus's forgiveness to cover you. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain peace that you can't get unless you do that. Yeah. No, you can't. So that's man. Once again, it doesn't validate what happened. It doesn't yeah. mean it's okay. Uh, and God does. He's perfectly merciful, but also just. Yeah. So God really is a God of justice. Mm-hmm. But He does say. Justice is his. Judgment yeah. is his. Vengeance is his. Yeah. And um, we have to give it to him. We have to give it to him or else we'll mess ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Final point. Um, this is a great question, too. He's got, he's got some really good ones this week. I had a great upbringing and I didn't have a lot of pain. How do I sympathize with some of my friends who had a lot of pain growing up? Yeah. And that's, you know, I think for someone like that, what you want to do is be careful that you don't minimize their pain Mm -hmm. just because you don't understand it. Right. To where you say, hey, you just need to suck it up. Mm -hmm. Um, What you need to do is offer to help them walk through their pain. And that doesn't mean you have to have the answers. You're just willing to be with them as they take that journey. Yep. You know, like what we talked about earlier, the friend helping the other friend go get ramen. Mm -hmm. You know, he may have never been rejected by a girl, Mm -hmm. but he can sit with the guy who was. And he can give that guy a place to talk it out. You don't even have to have the answers. You don't have to understand what they're going through. But if you just let them share with you or just let them know they're not by themselves, that's huge. It is. You know, if you just say, hey, let's go get ramen and you can tell me all about it. Even if my upbringing was totally different, but sometimes if we've had a good upbringing, we would tend to look at others and say, well, how come they're not just doing this, that, or the other? Mm -hmm. Well, understand they don't have maybe the emotional makeup you do because they didn't have that life. Yeah. So they're having to learn it later in life. And that's a lot harder. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's where I think we can learn from the example of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He literally was God's son. And he did everything perfect. Yeah. And yet, who were the people that loved being around him? The people that had screwed their lives up or yeah. were victims of all kind of pain and abuse? Yeah. Because Jesus was compassionate. That's good. And so what we have to be is compassionate mm-hmm. as well. Um, that's what it is to be like God. Yeah. Um, because he shows compassion on us. Yeah. And he he's there for us. He un- Well, he does understand because he went through every kind of pain. Yeah. But even when he was on earth before he went through, went to the cross, mm-hmm. he was still so compassionate to the lost and the broken and the hurting. Yeah. He was there. He was present. And even though you aren't the same in terms of being able to have and be the answer, you know the one who is. And yeah. he can help you walk with that person and hopefully lead them closer to, to yeah. Jesus. And that's, that's the thing. Having compassion just means loving on people yeah. where they're at. Yes, it, it can be so practical and unglamorous. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be the perfect book suggestion, the perfect answer, the perfect, you know, uh, speech. Yeah. In fact, yeah. people don't want speeches usually no. when they're in pain. They just want somebody there. Yeah, no, it's a good thing. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us this week. I hope 
that you can take some of this and have this as a resource for you, whether you're walking through pain today or whether you are in the future or did in the past and you're trying to get over it. If you have any questions about this uh, topic, you can send us uh, on Instagram at the Hey Dad Podcast. You can DM us or you can email us at questions at heydad.us because we want to help you guys walk through your pain as well. So have a fantastic day. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.